0: Okay, today is what is the date? Chavtes Shvat, 29th ninth Shvat. Wow, it's almost Adar. That's wild. Turn this off. Um. Okay. So basically, chapter twenty, which is part two out of like five. We're gonna be doing chapter twenty nine all week, which is for me very intimidating. I apologize if I'm gonna repeat anything from yesterday, just because I think to understand. I, I want, I want I to want reprocess, so, it's really I'm, of my <laughs> <driving>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, it's a little bit intimidating that chapter 29 is all week because chapter 29 is a very intimidating chapter, in the sense of, it's very intense, like, this is the chapter that the altar bet, it says, like, crush yourself, break yourself, splinter the log, all those things that are just... That of face value are very overwhelming and very like, what the heck are you saying? And I've been honestly... Like yesterday, I couldn't re- record Tanya till like 4 p.m. Because I was literally just listening to class after class after class. I went on a hike to try to like figure it out. Like I was really overwhelmed. I was like, how does this all make sense? How, what is a saying? And I talked to like a few people about it. Um, basically what i'm sharing is my take on it i really do like and it's not i don't think it's my take on it in the sense of like i don't i'm not sharing it not believing it i'm sharing it believing it at the same time like it's what i have deduced from this paragraph of tanya wow way to make myself not sound legitimate okay (laughs) moving onwards (laughs) anyways what is tum tum halev chapter 29 is all about tum tum halev okay Basically, first eight, first 25 chapters of Tanya, Del Turbo was talking to us about letting us know a fundamental truth about who we are. And what is that fundamental truth? That we are not made of one entity. We are not just a simple, homogeneous compound. We are actually made up of multitudes of stuff inside of us, a.k.a godly soul animal soul animal soul that then splits off into lots of different things lots of different parts lots of different voices but essentially and absolutely sorry i'm a little distracted hannah <laughs> i just i can't talk at the same time as taking a video okay essentially basically the made it very clear to us that we're not just made out of one thing we're made out of two things right Animal soul, godly soul. Sadikim, only godly soul. They have nothing, no other parts of them. Rish'ahim, their only animal soul, in the sense of their entire identity is their animal soul. Abanani, what is abandoniz? Ideal self. Somebody that says, I have soul, I have godly soul, I have higher vision of reality, I have self, I have higher consciousness. And I also have parts. I also have the stories that my animal soul has learned to believe about itself and the feelings that the animal soul naturally has in this lifetime. And I'm here for the journey. I'm here for this lifetime of using my higher consciousness to moment by moment, literally banany moments. It's not bananary life. Bandany is not trying to get to this ultimate state. It's a banany moment because the Banner-y says, in this moment, I'm gonna utilize the power of soul to Acknowledge and work with the parts that are coming up inside of me. So then, the past few chapters and all these chapters now, the altar is going through parts that come up. Right. So we talked about one of the main things that came up is this feeling of sadness, depression, heaviness that kind of comes from things that are actually happening. My life is my life sucks. My life is bad. Or I keep doing. I keep making the same mistake. Then also we talked about sadness that comes up from things that might happen so like things that are happening in like a subconscious way i can't believe i'm still struggling with the same thing why am i still struggling with this right both of those experiences though are in complete contrast the experience of chapter 29 chapter 26 27 28 what are all those experiences those experiences are of a person that says i have two parts of me i have soul and i have animal soul i have self and i have other stuff inside of me i have i have a dynamic life right and then that person is experiencing the parts of them they're experiencing like the sadness loneliness upsetness about the way that their life is feeling that they want to be somebody else that they're not all these things are coming up in them and they're saying i'm upset about it i'm sad about it i wish it wasn't this way that's the theme of literally know, we made that very clear in, in those all those chapters how it was very clear what author bo was saying is that how you know if it's not MS is if it's taking you out of presence. And that was literally the theme of all those chapters. It was this person saying, I wish life was different than it is. I see, I'm experiencing life as it is right now, whether it's my something in my internal world or something in my external world, and I wish it was different. I don't like it. And there's that, that fire, that passion, and the response to the altar, but it was different, different for different situations and different for different times that you're in. And in general, the response is you deal with these things at set times, not just in the middle of your day when you are being identified with that feeling, you, you, but you do work with it, right? At the same time, though, you don't overindulge in it. You, you push it with two hands. You say, hi, I see you, and I'm going to work with you. I'm going to deal with you, but you're not the totality of who I am, right? Now, complete contrast, complete shift into chapter 29, which is talking about Tim What is happening to this person that's having Tim Halev? Timtum Alev, Altar Rabbi describes it, just to say in Hebrew, just that you guys. It's Timtum Alev. Okay, so often people talk about it as apathy, numbness. Timtum Alev, shenasa Keaven, experience the dullness of heart as though it had turned to stone. They can't open their heart for davening, for anything connectedness. that's. That was yesterday's Tanya. I mean, part of yesterday's Tanya. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you think someone could be this way without seeming this way? Timtum Halev. Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you think it's always this person who's just numb? No, and, no, like, no, no. Yeah. That's what we were talking about yesterday. Very Timtom Halev comes across in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Literally, Timtum Halev is an experience where you are in a constant state of trigger. That's what it is. Is it, so what what is timto Tim timto malave isn't when you say i have i, I Tim Tum Alev isn't when you say i'm angry because something good is going on in my life right timto no <laughs> malave Tim has no awareness you in a state of timto malave you are 100% completely and absolutely identified with the experience that you're having but it, oftentimes it's not even an experience it's a subconscious belief or emotional state of being So, for example, I mean, I feel like I don't even need an example. You guys all look like you get it.
1: Like when someone's super defensive, like you said, oh, how was your day? And all of a
0: sudden they're just like, yeah, well, uh," or like, oh, I like what you're wearing. And they like react in such a way that you actually, even if it will be different for every person. Even let's say that somebody could say, do you actually like what I'm wearing? No, you don't. You don't actually like what I'm wearing. Right. What's happening in that moment? They're not saying, oh, I have this part of me that sometimes doubts if people actually think I ever look good, and probably people always think I look bad, they're not thinking that thought, right? right? In the other chapters of Tanya, they're thinking that thought. And that, the Alta Rebbe's mode of dealing with that was specific for those chapters. But now, this is a very specific situation, where this person is walking around their life completely identified with a part that they're experiencing. In, in IFS language, it's called completely being blended. It's not when I, It's not somebody that says, I grew up in a house where my mother didn't pay much attention to me and that made me feel like I'm not very lovable and so now I have a hard time in relationships because I don't believe that my partner actually likes me. It's not without, that's not timtum halev. Timtum halev is the state of saying, of you don't, not necessarily even saying, it's a state of being where a person just genuinely feels probably people won't like me. If they get too close to me, they're going to gonna run away. or Or whatever it is, if I don't perform constantly and high-achievingly, then I won't be wanted, and I won't be... Hi, Risa. Like, they could, you could be blended, but know you're blended. <coughs> These people don't even know they're blended. <laughs> if you know you're blended, then you're not blended. Okay. If you know you're blended, you, have st- you still have issues. But it's not Tim Tum Halev. Tim Tum Halev is when I am unlovable i am needing to perform very good in order to be loved i need to dress a certain way in order to be wanted if i don't fill in the blank then this and it's not There's like, there, sometimes i feel that way but i don't think i have tim to okay so w- one of the things that i learned about this chapter is that it's not all or nothing tim DeMale isn't an uh, all-encompassing experience. I think that what the Alter is telling us is that tzimtzum leave You could have tzimtzum leave about certain experiences in your life. You don't, some people have tzimtzum about everything. You know what I mean? They're in a constant, overall. You know what I mean? But the way that the Alter is describing it is, it's not. It's not necessarily all the time. It can, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be because, for the, what the nature of it is, is it's a st- it's a state of being, and we're not always in the same states of being. But
1: what?
0: You, what? Wait, my definition, was... it's apathy of the heart, like almost closeness of the heart. But what is what does that mean? Closeness of the heart? Heart not meaning animal soul heart. Heart meaning higher consciousness expansiveness heart. And what it means if your heart is closed is it means that you are not in a state where your higher consciousness is able to be the one choosing and is able to be the one having a voice often not i wouldn't say we're in that state all the time but often yes I'm
1: saying like adulting yeah. helps with getting out of that state i don't know adulting? we are often I in feel
0: like, like the yeah more with, the words that's like, all used <laughs> used are share lefa amin the etim robin occasionally and even frequently so again, that's when I learned though, that the altar, it's not a constant state of being. Tim Halev isn't something that you either are or aren't. Tim Tam Halev is the state of you being blended with parts instead of higher consciousness. You being the experience that you're having, the belief that you're having about yourself, the story that you're having about yourself, instead of the one seeing it, noticing it, thinking about it, understanding it, being curious about it, having compassion towards it, all of the other stuff. You are, and we do that quite often. We wake, you know what I mean. Like I am feeling angry. I am feeling sad. I am feeling this. I'm. Am... But at the same time, um, though, I I keep on. I did that yesterday too, and I gave that as an example, and then I right away caught myself that it's not that. Tzimtzum Aleph isn't. I am feeling sad. Right. I am feeling sad is the first chapter. Is the chapters we just were talking about? Per chavzav, chavzayn, It's more like you're lying
1: on the couch.
0: Or you're okay. reacting. Based on a subconscious sadness. And it's not necessarily you're lying on the couch. You could be going from job to job to job to job and never stopping. Right. And you could also be trying to please everybody around you. Right. And you could also be numbing yourself with alcohol. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to react in different ways towards Symptom Halev. But Symptom Halev is that essential state where I am, there is no I other than the I of my animal soul. There is no I other than the I of this, of, call it evil, call it pain, call it whatever you want to call it. Not have to yes. So, oh, yes. How do you like rise above that? That's, that's mm-hmm. chapter twenty-nine. That's that's what the altar is teaching us to do in chapter twenty-nine. Essentially, the the main answer that the altar gives that he keeps on talking more and more about different ways that this answer works itself out. But the answer is to feel how you feel. And if you think about it, I didn't understand it at first, but then it, I realized eventually what Alter was saying. And because what is t'pim Tim T'pim tomalayif is an experience. You're ex- you're reacting to life. You're experiencing life based on. It's not based on how you're feeling. It's actually based on how you're subconsciously feeling. It's based on an inner state of being that you aren't even aware of. It just is you, right? That person that feels that they don't just, they don't feel even unlovable. They just are unlovable. They don't feel ugly. They're not walking around being like, "Oh my gosh, everyone for sure thinks I'm so ugly, and I'm so upset about it." And oh my gosh, what are they thinking about me? They just de- genuinely, deeply, and fully believe that they are ugly. It's it's not even a question. They're not like journaling about it, being like, "Hmm, I really wonder about if I'm ugly or not." And hmm, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm ugly. Maybe I think I'm ugly because somebody said something to me. Well, that's not Tim that's Tim that's
1: It's not rare. It's not rare. It's not rare.
0: And the examples that Altar was the giving. The more you're conscious of it, the more you see it around you. People really believe that they're not. Being that might not have been your challenge. You know yes. what I mean? And so you might not relate to that. But for somebody who relates to it, it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> you might have something else though. Something that you just believe about yourself.
1: Yeah. Me yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we all have
0: it. We all have these things. it's I don't have to like, like prove it, but okay. yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> some people just it's don't have moments true. where they're like, whoa, I'm but so But you, like, you feel it, but you don't know it as that's a fact. Yeah. Like, you feel it's it. You like, it. know? It's you true. True. Know? So, like, I feel like, you could say like the example, I would, you I don't feel that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you feel it, but like, you don't know it. It's not like a fact, but like, you still feel down it. about it. Like, how do you get over that? Because like. You know that it might not be true, like. But you, but it, it feels like your experience. Yeah. So that's literally, what Altarba is saying, and the answer that Altarba gives, is to feel it with utmost passion. That's the answer. Nice. Literally to cry it out and to scream it out and to shout it out. Because a lot of times, and it's funny because like, all everything Altarba says about like, you know, calling yourself all these negative names. And I, I was very upset about it for a while, and I was like, I don't, and I still kind of, honestly, guys, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm the one teaching with Sonia, but I still, I, oh. because it takes so much to understand what Alter was actually saying, and I'm just like, because if you like feel it, ugly, fully feeling it with passion is calling yourself ugly. No, yes, but, yes. But calling yourself evil? despicable, calling yourself contempt. Like, that is how you fully feel it with yes. passion. bringing, like, bringing it to the surface, yeah. literally throwing up these words that we're saying to I'm ourselves gonna, subconsciously. Like, and actually experiencing ourselves feeling it what that what that is us experiencing ourselves feeling it is essentially what that is is it's bringing in an I into the picture
1: oh wow wait hold on because i thought we're talking about when you have an issue and you don't even have the awareness that you have those subconscious thoughts so so it's not like feeling i'm ugly and saying to yourself i'm feeling my full ugliness no it's I'm feeling my full reactiveness, I'm feeling my full defensiveness, I'm feeling my full apathy, I'm feel, that's what So I what
0: the altar was saying, though, is that is, that's almost like step one, I guess, but the answer of chapter 29 is find the actual thing that's underneath and feel it, and right, fully you experience have, it. But you don't know about the thing underneath. So you have to find it. Okay.
1: So you so have so to find
0: yeah. it full, through feeling it, and and I think
1: feel but first you need to find so does he tell us how to find it
0: um like personally question. i know
1: like let's say it's like i think one, we
0: all low-key know yeah what you it, it is of you just don't let ahead. yourself not necessarily right you feel emotions and can't recognize where it's from. Right. like you can feel sure. stressed like uh, yeah and just not know why right you can feel sad and not know why but that would be step one then. That would be the starting point. Then feel that stress. How often do we feel that stress and then stop feeling the stress? Do you know what I mean? But again, this isn't, it's so tricky because just before, I don't want to go against what the altar, but already told us, which is when emotion about reality comes up, when you're like, I'm so pissed about my life because it looks the way it looks, okay. right? And you're in the middle of your workday. The altar is not saying, feel everything right now literally the altar told us that if it's in the middle of your work day you look at it you take set times if it's in the middle of davening or like a, a moment where you're trying to experience your high spiritual self you literally ignore it you say you don't belong to me right now but there's a big difference between that experience and this experience that experience is i am i'm alive and in this moment and feeling whatever i'm overall okay you know what i mean and I'm having this emotional experience about something that's happening. This is a state of being, and it's not a state of being that you're gonna experience all the time, but it's a state of being around a certain area that constantly happens. That it keeps coming up. And still, even now though, the altar says set times. That's why I just realized also, I should remember that. That was yesterday. But even now, it's not feel it and you give, it's not like you feel anger, go and you're going, punch everybody around you. You know what I mean? But what the author was saying is that until you can bring out, until you can actually experience what your subconscious is holding you captive by, you are going to be the victim. You are the victim. You are the one being held captive. But when you can see it and feel it and hold it and, and sense every part of it, like then it's not your subconscious anymore. Right.
1: It's like when, because it's been yeah. held in your subconscious for so long, it's like, you know, you read it. it's like, it's, it's because it's so been so buried. You need to like, so pull it out.
0: Yeah. Like, it's really, sense. it's really intense work. A lot of these things are stuff that we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves or conditioned to feel about ourselves since we were infants.
1: Right. So that's why you need to like, what the author is suggesting is like, get, get into it. Yeah. Because otherwise. Scream it,
0: feel it believe Otherwise, what the author was going to tell us to it's do. it's
1: going to probably continue to exist. Yeah. I
0: mean, and, and hold us captive by it.
1: Yeah. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's wild. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> Hana, Wow. <laughs> so the answer to today, which is like an apathetic heart, is to feel you all, all, all your emotions. Yes. But do you get why yeah. it's an apathetic heart? I was about to. Have Okay, explain more. What What is this heart being held captive by? Stuff you're not feeling. Stuff you're just being victim to. Right, stuff that, Stuff you're subconsciously believing about yourself. You're not even feeling it yet. Or believing about the world, or believing about God, or believing about... Exactly. It's not, it could just come and just stop. Right, it's also about what you believe about. Blah, so blah, what? If one was to stop actively working on their connection, like stop doing Namaskar, they stopped acting, live like kind of like an isolated place. Eventually, they would just get apathetic because they're not lighting any fires. The fire is going to the move up because they're not adding any extra firewood. Yes. Is that? That's what I. I it. would I would ask about that person, and based on what I'm learning in this chapter, why is that person doing that? What is causing? What inner belief, subconscious? is causing that person to not care about their yiddishkeit and about Hashem and about their purpose in life. And that is what that person has to start to feel. Wow. i didn't to start crying. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what that person has to start to feel. Wow. But we, we get it all wrong. We say that the person has to feel upset about themselves that they're failing. The failure is the symptom of the, of the belief that the altar is telling them to feel. You get it. The failure is the symptom. The failure is just what comes next. The way that the person responds in the world is, is part two of what they're believing about themselves. And you don't have to feel the way you're responding. That's already obvious. You already are. You already are feeling that. <laughs> you already are getting hurt and not committing to relationships and whatever it is. You know what I mean? You already are in that. You already are doing all, not taking on alchatis, whatever it is. What is the? What is causing that all to be? What is the subconscious experience of self and of world and of God? that is what that is what the altar was saying feel that speak that say that splinter that what does that mean to splinter it what you said before that if you want and then okay we really have to start inside but there is this log right that's not catching fire it's you're not experiencing full state of consciousness self aliveness open-heartedness what do you have to do you have to splinter it and i thought it was so funny and i said this yesterday too because i just in the translation of Tanya, the word is the same for what you have to do to the log and what you have to do to yourself. And about the log, it says you have to splinter it. And then about yourself, it translates splinter as crush. And I'm just like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, because they don't, I, and I, again, it's hard for me to say this because I don't know even know who they is, but I, I feel like I understand what splintering means. I think that what it means to splinter yourself, what does it mean to splinter? Literally that word, what does it mean? To take that log and to break it into a lot of little pieces. That's what it means. To literally, t- you take that log and you say, you're not just one big chunk. A whole loaf, and you
1: need,
0: like, a village. Okay. Um, this recording is going to be very funny. It's very choppy. Okay. Aval, bebeni. Aval, bebeni. We just, the end of the last chapter was differentiating between the state of saying, I have parts. I, I am soul. I have parts. Versus, which is a state of, not really even the state of tzaddik. because the tzaddik doesn't even have parts, but if a Tzadik did have parts, that would be a state of tzaddik. So, Alter was saying that for the Bainani, this animal soul, life soul, is the person himself. Continuing, which I'm just going to continue to read, but just, what does that mean? Our state of identity as a baseline is parts, is not soul. Like we said, like Dagby said yesterday, we say, Right? Every morning we say that. What are we saying? I am I, and you gave me a soul. That's how we generally tend to identify. I am a human, experience, human being having a spiritual experience, as Chase Tab says. And that's not anything, that's not because something's wrong with us. That's just the nature of how Hashem, like that's how Hashem makes us. If somebody's experiencing that, it's because they're healthy. You know, somebody that doesn't experience that and that isn't tzaddik, they're psychotic. Oh, but for real. The healthy healthy is to say, I identify with my life, with being alive. That's, that's a healthy state of being. Okay? The Imkain, but at the same time, Imkain, who rachok me Hashem harichok, at the same time as that is what Hashem is creating me to be, it's also far from Hashem. Because this part, this aspect of, of who I am that I'm identifying with, aka my animal soul, is able to desire things that are opposite the desire of Hashem. So again, it's not, the altar is not saying that there's something wrong with it, but the altar is saying that it's opposite of the desire of Hashem. It's far from Hashem in the sense of not reflecting not reflecting god. It's uh, as I'm feeling very overwhelmed with the timing. Okay, and with <laughs> I feel like the I feel like class is over. <laughs> Literally, I feel like the bell rang 10 minutes ago. <laughs> um, okay, just going to read inside and we'll continue tomorrow and I'll come back to to today's the parts that need to be come back to tomorrow. Off Shaena Miss so some problem with twenty chapter 29 though. is that it's very hard to do that cuz every word is like why is all alter- like Okay, it's it's my own ego that needs to like, that needs to prove to you guys that I understand Tanya in a way that the altar was being nice to us, you know what I mean? Like, it's literally my ego. <laughs> Abanani doesn't even say, I, I'm i going to end up doing it, but Abanani has the space inside of him that has... Impulse towards non-reflection of God, towards separateness. And because of that, because I'm identified with this place inside of me that has the potential to literally live a life that is completely separate from God. And again, it's not that I am living that life, but it's that I have the, that I'm identified with something that has the potential makes me even worse, quote-unquote, than animals. Why? We learned this before. Because animals are only doing the will of their maker. And I, in my humanness, my ultimate human, is somebody with higher consciousness. Is somebody that identifies as an I beyond my parts. And an I that can hold my parts. But if I'm living a life where I'm identified with my parts, then I'm worse than an animal because I'm, not, I'm no longer living my fullest potential. And what is my fullest potential? Not tzaddik, b'anani. My, my fullest potential is living in a state where not everything's perfect all the time and I've healed to this purity state. My fullest potential is identifying with the space inside of me that can hold me instead of be victim by me. As it is written, I am a worm and not a man. Um, because when you stop being ish, you literally become opposite. Even when I have moments of do I, if I do identify, the Altebrot already said all this, this is all repetition of what the Altebrot has told us before, but even when I do have moments of self I'm now in, in I'm now identifying as I even still I go back to be I go back to the other way after is but what we're going to see from all this is that Ulther is not putting this like heavy judgment on us of like It's a, whatever. Okay, or maybe he is, I don't know. Okay. Sorry. I... You have 5 minutes. I have 5 minutes. Okay. Basically guys, the, one of the main concepts of this chapter is what, when, when I was saying before about feeling sadness, the ultimate describes that in many different ways, but one of the ways he describes it is this experience of a lev nishbar and a ruach nishbara. What is that experience? Ruach, five levels of our soul, right? Ruach is the state of emotions. Ruach is the soul capacity that is responsible for our emotional state, my experience of self, not my intellectual thought of self, but just how I feel about myself, right? Ruach nishbara is—I feel like I say that so often. Nishbara, like, <laughs> but really, like a ruach nishbara is when my self, my emotional self-image goes away. It's it's taken away, and I learned this from Honest Freedom Friedman. I was trying to understand this. He's like, that doesn't mean that you feel bad about yourself. It means that you don't know what to think of yourself. It means that your previous self-image, the thing that you've Been, been believing about yourself that you've been identified with until now, that gets broken, and it's as if you were raised in a family and you had a loving, beautiful family and everything was great, and then suddenly you heard that your family's not even actually your family. That's not sadness. That's not lonely. What? That's a broken spirit because what? What is that? What is it? It's it's your entire identity now is being reformed. You're being splintered into a lot of little pieces. You're starting to see yourself as bigger and as wider and as more complex than just I am unlovable or I I keep on using that example just because it's the first thing that comes to me, but as just the experience that you're having and it's suddenly, wow, this happened to me. I experienced this. I have these parts telling me this. I have these beliefs. I'm surrounded by people that are consistently sending me the message that this, right? So suddenly my life becomes a, a product of a lot of little factors, more than just one big ruach, more than just one big emotional experience. This is what it is. The, that ruach is broken. So now what the is explaining is this whole, this whole thing of bringing ourselves into the state of that we're far from Hashem and that we're identified with the state. All, what it's doing is ha, is, is bringing us to the state of ruach nishpara, through a lot of different ways. So one of the ways was that we're far from Hashem in this way of being lower than an animal because we're not fulfilling our highest self because I'm not being identified with my highest self. You can think about that a lot more. But I'm going to get into. It. Now, the next part is that when I think about the things that I've done, and I'm going to add to that, the things that were done to me, it's the things that happened in my childhood, literally. Direct translation, when I remember... The tuma, which is the opposite of Kedusha, impurity, unreflection un, of godliness of my soul. The chattas Chet khat, is literally the word disconnect. khatas Neurim, of the disconnected moments of my youth. Okay, it's sins, yeah, it's the things that I did. It's also the disconnected moments that happened to me. I'm sorry, I, it's not, I, I don't know. I can't promise you that's what the author had in mind, but I'm pretty sure... Okay, the pagam and also the effect that that had on the higher worlds, meaning on my, not just on my body. It's not just on something. It's it's big picture here. and above it is beyond time. pagam nitma hayam and it's so it's as if that, if uh, that thing happened today. So, if anybody has any interest in the world of trauma, I know it's pretty wild. Like, it's like years ahead. yeah, it's that it, with the things that happen before they don't stay before, you know. The Visham Hu Pagam Hayom Chas Mamish. It's as if it, where everything is timeless, and as if he had caused the whatever. I'm, I hate this translation. Uchielu as as if this blemish happened. And it was, he was defiled today. And even if he already did teshuvah, teshuvah was done. He did the teshuvah, or he did the healing. You could say the same thing. Teshuvah literally is returning to self, returning to higher state, meaning I'm not just the trauma that happened to me. I have come to... Right? Even if you did all that healing, the essence of teshuvah. So then, what? why is the author saying this now? Because then why am I still struggling? Why am I still having this experience if I already did the teshuva. All right, iker balev, the essence of teshuva happens in the heart. v'halev yesh b'chinas rabos. And in the heart, there are multitudes of levels and aspects and distinctions. v'haakol lefi adam and each le- each distinction is based on how the person is. u'lefi hazman v'hamakom and according to... The time that he's in and the space that he's in And this is the distinction of what makes the world our world Which is shana, makkah, menefesh Which are the three distinctions of reality And the altar was saying that things that happen in the heart Also happen in those three realities It's not simple Healing isn't linear Teshuva isn't linear You don't do it then and then Why? Because my heart expands every day I grow every day My shana, makkah, menefesh Expand on a daily basis So to say that I did Teshuvah then, and that works, and now I don't have to ever experience it anymore. I did the healing then, and now it should still apply to today. It's not necessarily a true thought, because my heart has come to a different point today. And Teshuvah and healing are matters of heart. And therefore, consequently, in the moment that I'm in now, and at this time, When I'm experiencing myself, in this way, I'm observing myself and I see that the light is not, that the light of the soul is not penetrating into me. I'm in this experience of Timtum Hale, meaning higher self is not penetrating into the state of blendedness with lower self, part. Mikal she'hayyayim What that means is that today, my teshuva wasn't accepted. What it, the state of self that I'm in today, the state that my heart is in today, is needs a different kind of teshuvah. Needs a different kind of healing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. Okay, hey, I'm just gonna finish, guys. Sorry. Sha'hayim lo mavdilim ila ba And so I, I need to now do this higher level of teshuvah. I need to from a ba from an like even deeper place no. in my heart. Okay, and then this yeah. is the last pasuk. <laughs> And that's why David said that my sins are constantly before me. What's the question? And I looked into what the Rebbe says about this because it's an obvious question. Why David didn't have sins? So why did David say that my sins are constantly before me? Because David knew the truth. And David knew that sins aren't actually there against us. The things that happen to me and the things that I do that are wrong aren't working against me. Why? Because this process of Teshuvah and then going to deeper Teshuvah and then to deeper Teshuvah and to deeper Teshuvah. Healing and then deeper healing and then my heart needing a deeper healing and then my heart needing a deeper healing. This is purpose of creation. It's not, oh, you have to do Teshuvah. It's you freaking get to do Teshuvah. You don't have to heal. You have the opportunity to reveal light inside of you that you would never have been able to experience had you not had this cycle of experience. So not going to try to summarize <laughs> <laughs> That's